So I first met Brian McCormick when 12 West was uh, still in the planning stages. Uh, Brian reached out and I actually kind of told him I wasn't interested. So um, he's like, just come down and look at it with me. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. Um, oh, oh, no. <laughs> so I walked in there. I was like, yeah, I want to be a part of whatever this is. Welcome to For the Love of Mesa, the show where you get to meet our makers, the people who make Mesa, Arizona, the hottest hotspot in the Southwest. I'm Brian Nissen, and on the show today, two guys who have their finger on the pulse of downtown Mesa and its unlikely world-class pub crawl. You heard that right. Mesa, world-class pub crawl. I moved to Mesa in the summer of 1976. I know, that's a long time ago. A year before Star Wars was even a thing. On my first Friday night in Mesa, a neighbor took me and my brothers to show us what was happening downtown, which, believe it or not, was a lot. Because back in those ancient days, everyone cruised Main Street. It was like something out of the 50s. But by day... Downtown Mesa was a different story. In fact, for decades, it was said that if a lame dog laid down in the middle of Main Street, he'd never been more safe. But that was then. Today, downtown is thriving. And surprisingly, the industry that's exploding in this historically dry town is the craft beverage scene. There's more microbreweries per half-mile stretch here than any other place in the western United States. Wow. But right, it's happening in Mesa, Arizona. That's Mark Garcia. He's the president and CEO of Visit Mesa. And he came to that job in 2012, the same year Desert Eagle, the first brewery, opened its doors in downtown Mesa. You know, it took some guts for those folks to make the decision to set up shop on Main Street, uh, a city that was dark, yeah. Um, you know, many nights of the week. Right. Um, so it takes some courage. And I think that's where it started. Then some uh, some other folks saw that what was possible. And then it just becomes like a domino effect. I knew that uh, these things would be coming. It's the reason I made the decision to come and be the CEO at Visit Mesa and felt that uh, some really outstanding things could happen to change people's perception of Mesa. Right. And I know one reason a lot of people felt that way is because they all say Mesa had good bones and they knew that it could blossom someday if the right thing came around and it happened. Absolutely. And the bones are good. Yeah. People say it because it's true and it's very walkable, very connected, Yeah, which is why it works. But you do uh, get this sense of community right? and all of these, these craft uh, uh, breweries are coming together shoulder right. to shoulder, arm to arm uh, to make this work here. Right. That's, that, it doesn't seem to be that kind of cutthroat sense of competition. It really right? doesn't. They, they, they all seem to be kind of like, you know, the, the thing they're discovering about trees is that they're really all interconnected below the, below the ground. And that's how I sense that's what's happening. That's my with sense the of things too. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the most impressive craft beverage spots downtown is 12 West. When you go into 12 West, just describe what you see. For people that haven't been down there yet, what's that place look like? It's wow. I mean, you walk in there and it's wide open, it's airy, 
the right amount of light. It's tr- it's a tri-level facility. It's beautiful. We love taking our clients there. 12 West is the brainchild of entrepreneur Brian McCormick. But right at his side from very early on has been this guy. Uh, Alexander Phillips. So I want to understand better your uh, position with 12 West, how you got there, what your role is there. So I first met Brian McCormick when 12 West was uh, still in the planning stages, uh, basically kind of ended up in like a sort of consulting role. So when you say you were in a consulting role as a brewmaster, someone who really understood beer? No, I mean, I I, I know I look like a brewer. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) We should say for the podcast listeners that uh, Alex has a t-shirt with a, uh, a mug of beer on it in the shape of Arizona. He's, he's got a good red brown beard. He's tatted up. He's a good looking guy. So yeah, someone might look at you and say, yeah, he's a beer guy. Yeah. And I actually forgot my glass. I'm usually wearing like Harry Carey sized uh, glasses. And so it really does uh, bring that whole brewer look together. And I, and I did used to brew beer when I lived in central Phoenix, brewed beer in my, uh, my spare bathroom. Sure. Um, But I'm not good at brewing. Uh, And so uh, (laughs) punt your weaknesses and steer into your strengths. Right. But uh, uh, unfortunately uh, all my skill sets are in like uh, office and corporate environment. So I'm director of sales and marketing for Grand Canyon Brewing Company, and that's what I do full-time for a living. And I effectively operate as our COO, our chief operating officer. At this point in the interview, it dawned on me that we told this piece of the story in our sister podcast, It's Always Cool in Mesa, hosted by Mayor Giles. There was Brian McCormick. He owned 12 West, but was waiting for the inspiration and right time to start building his brewery. Then one day... Brian drifted into Williams, Arizona, and stepped through the doors of Grand Canyon Brewing Company. He ordered himself a cold one. It was good. Real good. So good it was like the railway switch in his brain got pulled. And so, so he owes it all to you is what I'm driving at. <laughs> I mean, if you just want to let him know that, Brian, are you listening? Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, Brian. Brian uh, Brian's one of those people who is... Uh, driven enough for three of us, right? But Alexander's opportunity with 12 West nearly passed him by. Brian reached out, and I actually kind of told him I wasn't interested. Um, (laughs) We were a little busy. Uh, Grand Canyon is exploding on its own, right? We just opened our third location in Page, Arizona. Shout out. Right. So um, he's like, just come down and look at it with me. Yeah. (laughs) And that was it. Um, Oh, no. (laughs) So I walked in there. I was like, yeah, I want to be a part of whatever this is. The rest is history. Today, 12 West is known for its quality brews. What do you like to drink there? Probably the Super Beaker. That's sort of my go-to there. Alex, Alex gives you a nod on that. He's I like, think yeah. it's a fantastic IPA. But why, why does he like the Super Beaker? Well, uh, speaking just generally to the IPA style, it tends to hit the middle of the road, which is not overly hoppy and not overly hazy, which tends to have its own kind of flavor profiles. But it does make great use of tropical hops, so it does still kind of give it that balance of bitter and a little bit of like that citrus sweetness i don't know any of that i just know it tastes good (laughs) (laughs) mostly things kind of come down to two categories right now of popularity which is the traditional west coast style which is like big bold hoppy uh sometimes backed with a lot of citrus notes very clear see right through it and then a hazy ipa looks like soup 
And then that has less bitterness because hops are used later in the boil, so they're, uh, they don't release as many IBUs into the brew process. How did you do in chemistry in high school? I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> My love of fermentation science is what, you know, pickling at home. And, you know, I still do some of that stuff when I have time. But You are curious about taste. It's connected to Arizona specifically. Yeah. We, we have so much unique flavor that comes out of our ground here between prickly pear and sage. I never would have thought about those things that you mentioned show up in beer in Arizona. My most popular beer and the most popular beer in grocery locally made last year was prickly pear wheat. <laughs> so right? absolutely. And uh, but what's great about prickly pears, you can usually harvest it right off the side of the road. What's really healthy for prickly pear growth is carbon monoxide. So that's why like right out in front of the ASU off 48th, you see the big, huge uh, prickly pear blooms. You'll see them up and down uh, the I-17 and usually right off the side of the road in like Scottsdale and stuff like that. And the next time you see a big blooming cactus, it's probably right on a busy crossway. They love the carbon monoxide? It really helps the cactus uh, fruit bloom. Yeah. Glad it's helping mm. someone. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's what I love about craft beer. Yeah. Because many of these brewers are so, uh, sourcing locally. The ingredients are coming from... Uh, from local uh, farms and ranches and mills, the grains in some cases. Yeah. You know, Schnepp Farms, the peaches. Yeah. Mm. They're bringing the peaches from Schnepp Farms and infusing them into these beers. So you just get that. It's the local flavors. It's the genuine article. Right. I I can't drink traditional beer anymore. It just doesn't have the flavor. It doesn't have the taste. So, Mark, you've got this great asset now. I mean, your job is to promote Mesa. You, your mind just must be thinking all the time. What can I do? How can I? People need to know about this. I imagine that's probably how your head spins on this, Absolutely. Right? It's why we're doing this now. Okay. Um, it, it is, you know, our job to be storytellers, tell the stories of Mesa. Uh, and so when you have a new, especially fun story like this to tell, it helps us elevate the brand. This yeah. is something I've been working on since I got here. Yeah. Is trying to establish Mesa as it's more with it. It's a little bit younger than people uh, may have thought. Yeah. And so being able to tell these stories is just a great part of what we do for a living here. Right, right. Visit Mesa. What are you doing right now to promote these places? Well, right now we have a digital passport. It's mm-hmm. called the Beers and Brews Tour. You, you go to visitmesa.com. Let, let, let's do this for our listeners, right? Sure. Visitmesa.com. I gotcha. Okay. And you'll see there the, the Beers and Brews passport new city limitless beers and brews tour that's right learn more click on that okay and you'll see there's a link aha get your pass got it and here it comes so now i'm going to fill in my information once you enter your first and last name your email address and your phone number right you'll get a text you click on that link and you're set okay Uh, there are 15 uh, locations on this uh on this digital passport right now but we're adding more practically every day if you go to five locations uh you'll get a prize right and that first prize is a coaster that also serves as a bottle opener okay great you go to 10 and you'll get a a branded uh, uh, beers and brews t-shirt okay really good looking shirt they just came in today nice excited about it and then uh if you do all of the stops you will be entered into a sweepstake to win a marathon medal which is pretty cool all of this, as we mentioned earlier, is yep. in a quarter mile stretch, an easy walk. It's a legitimate, easy pub crawl. Right. So there's all kinds of variety. What we haven't talked about yeah. that I also love about these craft breweries is the food's great. Fantastic cuisine. That's great. I mean, Beer Research Institute and 12 West does a great job. 
Beer Research Institute has a fantastic kitchen. And then two others. Uh, Level One Arcade Bar is also going to be coming in. They're awesome. And then Pedal House. So, and then Chupacabra Taproom is just around the corner. Yeah. And they have, I think, 30 or more beers on tap at any given time. I mean, it's just such an amazing thing that no one has any fear of being lost in the crowd. It's mm-hmm. like there's always room for more. And so you've got these these two or three new ones coming down here. Oh, yeah. It's great. Fantastic. And Chupacabra, they have the food trucks that come in. Yeah. And those food trucks, if you've never experienced food trucks before, the cuisine's excellent. Yeah. And yeah. so you get that great indoor-outdoor feel. Uh, and a lot of the locations now have, are providing patios. Okay. It's just a fantastic experience. It's just a great way to uh, experience the destination. Awesome. Alex, you've been listening to all this. What, what, what's what been on your mind? I can't stop going to K-Chevray, um, yes. that Venezuelan joint. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Orvid put out a new breakfast menu over there that I've been hitting up. Uh, Tacos Chivas came in pretty recently. The food uh, is pretty fantastic uh, in downtown Mesa. We have a lot of great drinks and we'll continue to have more, but we just need to focus on making sure we have good food too. And that's where like the goat and ram food truck comes in and mm-hmm. all these kind of different guys. And like Mike's Pizza was just kind of like a food truck thing until it integrated itself over at CiderCore. It is, from my end of the business, to watch downtown Mesa grow has been pretty intriguing. I mean, there just really is a, a lot going on, and Mesa's done it really well. And one of the things is four years ago, I had to buy a house because it turned out I wasn't going home. Uh, <laughs> I, I was informed I was staying in the valley. So, um, <laughs> so I bought a house, and I bought a house where I thought, beer and commerce was going to win. And so I bought a house in Mesa and uh, it's been a pleasure to be a part of everything that's going on. But um, Mesa has some vision, like true vision of what local commerce, what integrating in your communities looks like, not inviting great restaurants down to make it flashy and build these pockets. Mesa from Il Venino all the way up to Lost Dutchman, that whole strip of Maine Mm -hmm. is just booming. It's incredible. It's been incredible to be a part of, to watch. And the vision that I'm aware of that are all still in the works, like it's going to be one of the coolest places in Arizona to mm-hmm. visit. But mm-hmm. the the food, the drink, the the amount of running room down here, as they say, yeah. uh, has been pretty inspiring. Oh. Um, and every place is unique yeah. to his point. You know, there's other pockets where they're you know, it's kind of chainy, if yeah, you will. Right, right. Not here. Yeah. Mm. Everything seems really organic and genuine. Mm-hmm. You know, someone had said to me, once you go into the place, you're going to see the owner. And that guy's going to be there because this is their passion. This is what they do. This isn't, this didn't come out from California or somewhere exactly. else. And they have some local guy just running this place. These are people who have a passion to do this and they're running the joint. That's 100% true. This weekend, yeah. I went and just kind of walked the street, walked into Chupacabra, saw Trent and Eric, went into Chevrolet, saw Orvid, saw Jason at Cidercore. Like you literally see the owners of these establishments working in their buildings. It's, yeah. it's truly yeah. incredible. So what do you picture in the future here? What, what's, what's around the corner? We, we need more hotel rooms mm-hmm. in downtown Mesa. Yeah. Yes, we got more people living down here, which is great. Um, but we need more, uh, we need more visitors here yeah, as more well. More feet, feet on the street. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What, what about you? Where do you think it's headed? Nashville. Eerily similar to Mesa's origins, right? Really? Um, okay. similar infrastructure, lots of live music, lots of walkable space, yep. lots of, uh, like you said, good old bones. I mean, all of downtown Nashville's built on the historic thing you know that's interesting that you bring up nashville because i know that there's a real passion to do something with all of these really cool neon signs 
that have been kind of culled and curated by a group of people. They just don't know quite where to put them up just yet, but it would be cool if everyone had a neon sign to kind of capture the traffic that was coming through. It kind of would tap it into its old highway days, you know? Ha having a place on Route 66, I can speak that it is awesome, and it does, yeah. it does have this like Americana vibe, right? I honestly do think that Mesa will win the downtown uh, battle and I've seen the other downtown areas grow and I've seen the difference and the difference is, is this place has character and vision that's yeah. just a fact character and vision that's what's at the heart of the new downtown Mesa today no dog or person dares pause in the middle of Main Street aside from the increased traffic light rail is bringing people from all over the valley to enjoy the best pub crawl in the Southwest. It's the new kind of cruising Maine. So get your beers and brews digital passport and join us. Hope you enjoyed meeting our makers. For Visit Mesa and for the love of Mesa, I'm Brian Nissen.